After a few quiet minutes, Alice thought her mother had dozed off where she slouched. But before she could act, Tilly managed again to rouse herself, and having folded forward, her callous fingers began pulling at her footwear. Tilly's new boots had been got against fierce competition just that afternoon from Billy the Totter. Carefully she tried to unlace them, but the fancy double bow she'd fashioned when sober got the better of her. In a frenzy of impatience, she used toe against heel to squash down the leather and prize them off. The last one freed was tossed from her foot against the wall in a fit of temper. Even in her inebriated state, Tilly regretted rough-handling her prized possession. Her frustration resulted in coarse cursing that continued as she fumbled with her heavy skirt. She managed to work it to her ankles and shake it away. Done with undressing, she swung her feet up onto the mattress and momentarily lay quiet and still. The only sound from that side of the room was the settling bedsprings. Alice moved quietly closer to help her mother cover herself, but Tilly's flopping hand had finally located what it sought. After a few attempts, she managed to swing the solitary blanket high enough to drift about her body. Don't go to sleep yet, Mum. Lucy needs feeding, Alice pleaded in a whisper. And there's no milk left. There was only a drop that had gone sour and Dad put it in his tea before he went to work. She gently shook her mother by the arm to rouse her. Alice knew her mother was conscious but choosing to ignore her pleas, so now she must wait. In a very short while, Tilly would sink so deeply into sleep that she'd hear and feel nothing. Alice gently placed little Lucy on the bed a safe distance from her mother's twitching and started to tidy the room. She must loiter until she heard her mother snore. She picked up Tilly's best coat from the floor, shook it and draped it across the end of the bed. The small back stick chair had been made even more rickety by rough treatment. Nevertheless, Alice moved it to neatly join the three still pushed under the table. The precious boots were collected and placed together out of sight beneath the bed. A rumbling sound drew her back on tiptoe to her mother. Mum? she tested quietly. There was no response. Even when baby Lucy let out a wail, Tilly stirred only to suck in another ragged breath. Alice tested her mother's consciousness again, this time with more volume to her voice. Tilly snored on. Quickly, Alice's nimble fingers unbuttoned her mother's blouse. Deftly, she positioned the baby close to a plump breast to nurse. Alice froze stock still her fingers covering the baby's mouth to stifle her whimpers. One of her mother's hands had fluttered up as though she might swipe them both away, but after a moment hovering, it fell back to the mattress. Little Lucy's face had become crumpled and crimson as though she sensed imminent comfort slipping away. But Alice was sure now that her mother was sufficiently stupefied. With furtive care, she guided the baby close, then snatched away her fingers allowing the baby to latch on and feed. Slowly, Alice sank to her knees by the bed, feeling quite weak and exhausted. She guessed it must be past midnight. She began to gently move straggling hair away from her mother's bloated face, and when done with that, she ran loving fingers over the fleece covering her little sister's bony head. The gentle hum created by her mother's rumbling breathing and her sister's enthusiastic suckling made her drowsy and her lids fell a few times. She forced herself back to wakefulness 
before her forehead touched the mattress. Feeling chilled, she crept to the end of the bed and put on her mother's coat. It pulled on the floor about her, and she used the material to cushion her bony behind as she sat on the rough boards and looked for something to do while she waited for her sister to finish her feed. Drawing one of the boots from under the bed, she slowly turned it to inspect its fine quality. The laces had been tightened into small, hard knots by her mother's clumsiness. Patiently, she picked at them until they loosened. Smiling at the bows she had tied, she began to pull the leather at the heels until the ridges started to disappear. Satisfied with her handiwork, she slipped it onto her skinny foot and extended her leg to admire the boot, wagging it this way and that to inspect it from different angles. One day, she'd buy herself such things. Better things, she promised herself.